0: What's up guys, I'm Ashley Parker Angel and I'm on the Hollywood Raw podcast and I'm gonna tell you the one thing the O-Town guys hated me for while we were on tour, check
1: it out. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Dax Holt. Adam Glenn out there in New York. How are you, bud? I'm good. I'm excited for today's episode. We have Ashley Parker Angel.
2: Uh, you remember him from O-Town. You've seen him on Instagram wearing his underwear. We're going to get all into, not his underwear, but into all the other But <laughs> <laughs> well, We're going to talk about all about O-Town. I want to ask him, is the group potentially going to come back? If there's, Are they all cool? Are they friends? But also want to ask him, just... I'm curious about his life now. Like, where, what is he up to? Like, I've yeah, seen I many mean, I he, he's, a long interview with him, so I'm excited he's to talk to him.
1: Transitioned a lot. You know, he was this, like, pop star. Now he's doing, like, health and fitness. He's got an app coming out that he's about to launch. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The app is already launched. It It came out recently, so we'll ask him about that. Okay, so I want to give someone a quick shout-out to say thank you. You know, they took the time out of their life to leave us a review, so the best thing I can do is thank them publicly. This one comes from... Amy Leah, it says, Hollywood Raw, I am a newbie to the podcast world, so when I searched up pop culture, I was surprised to see Dax. Way back in the day, I used to watch him on TMZ and always loved his kind but honest approach to his reporting. Now I'm so happy to hear him, and Adam, keep keep me informed and do it honestly and with integrity. I love getting my notifications that there's a new episode waiting for me. Great guests and love the Friday rundown, too. Congratulations, you guys. Y'all are killing it out here. So nice. Damn. That was did you so pay nice. this person? Like, how did we get such a good review?
2: They're one of your fans. Huh? Listen, my fans are great <laughs> really stuff.
1: But, dude, thank uh, you so much. I'm going to PayPal bad. that person for sure.
2: <laughs> uh, but that's the best thing to do. I always say, please leave us a review. I'm going to be honest with you. This is how the algorithm works. At least this is what they tell us. You have to leave a review, say a few kind of words, five-star only, and that's the best thing you do to support this podcast. Tell a friend. Take their phone. Take your mom and dad or whoever's around you. User phone. Just put a bullshit fucking review. Say something nice words. It helps us out.
1: It really, really does. All right, let's get into <laughs> it. So our guest today is a musician, former reality star. Now he has his own fitness brand. You know him from O-Town. We all know him as Ashley Parker Angel. Welcome. Ashley, thank you for coming on the podcast.
2: I'm excited to talk to you because, you know, we – I thought you're just – you've had an interesting career. and You're someone who we also grew up with. So it's like you're part of our – our love and fascination with the entertainment industry, and seeing your career—it's—it's it's been fun to see. And then we also know the O Town guys. They, uh, we did—we were with them this past summer. We were at this uh, Summer Fest where they in Omaha, Nebraska, which was fun. Um, but we're gonna get all into that. But first, I want to start with the latest news story. You were just robbed, dude. What happened? What what? Ha- I, I didn't know this stuff's still going on where where exactly and this stuff dropping? is going on <laughs> but like where are you so i didn't know where it happened
0: i'm with you i didn't know either because i mean i was in beverly hills of all places which okay. i mean i literally parked out in front of the peninsula hotel and it was a smash
2: and grab and it was so you have you been robbed before
1: fortunately knock what i am i'm gonna say done. knock on one no
2: But the the peninsula in Beverly Hills, which I'm like, that's such a crazy spot for it to happen. And this is. Yeah, such a crazy
0: spot. I mean, you think Beverly Hills, you think luxury, my car will be safe. Uh, No, it was a smash and grab. And they took so much of my my stuff, my personal belongings, my laptops. I, I lost so many memories that I didn't have backed up. Um, and it was really kind of wild because as the police were taking the report, she was like, it's a, it's a crime wave right now, to be honest. And I was like, she was like, don't just don't park your car on the street at all. Not even in Beverly Hills. And I was like, well, it's pretty shocking actually.
1: Yeah. So when, when, when you lose, you come back and you realize your laptop is gone, you as a celebrity, I got to imagine it's a little different from like a normal person getting their laptop stolen because I do you, what goes through your mind? Are there photos on there? Are there things that you're like, fuck? if this gets out, this is not going to be good for me.
0: So many photos. That's, that's actually, it's funny that you, your, your mind goes there because that's where, that's where my mind went immediately. I was like, if they break into this laptop, like TMZ is going to have a field day. You think of like <laughs> other celebrities that like pictures have leaked and like the internet lasts forever and Mm -hmm. you can think of them you can start to think of them right now like all of the celebrities that have had pictures leaked where you're like this never goes away and so i i immediately thought of all of the pictures on my laptop that i would not have wanted in the public that was exactly where my mind went you were right on
1: i was gonna say because you you post a lot of like racy photos as it is and shirtless stuff and a lot, so I, I can only imagine what also gets censored out there that never goes to the public.
0: Yeah, all the outtakes, you know, all the uh, all the OnlyFans versions. Uh, no, it's yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot on that laptop, and I hope that um, you know I'm pretty crazy about passwords, so I started really thinking it. every single day. Like I literally check because you can find you know you can try to find your laptop if somebody logs in. I can, I cannot stop looking. And it's been like a couple months ago now. It's, it's, it's very nerve wracking. And you, you do feel, you feel pretty, uh, yeah, you feel, you feel pretty violated. I mean, even, you know, pictures aside and everything, it's just a lot of private information. Like I had a journal and I'm really big on, on journaling. I, I always have been. And in my journal, I get super raw and honest and nobody else is really allowed to see that journal. That was also in my backpack. So um, yeah, so whoever whoever has that, I will pay you, I will pay you good money if you're listening to this or watching this to give those things back to me. I will make it worth your while.
1: Well, lucky for you, Ashley, I am the one who stole it and if you yes
2: <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> what, give me a price tag. Listen, back. I get it. It's one of those things where, again, the memories and there's so much. It's so besides the photos, which you obviously don't want to come out there. It's just there's so much of your your life. You know, even to dumb stuff like your taxes. Your it's. I understand how important it becomes part of your life. At what time of day did this robbery happen? Do you know?
0: It was at the. It was it was nighttime, and I was there with my son and some friends. And, you know, speaking of, I had so many pictures of my son on that laptop that were not backed up to the cloud. And honestly, like more than anything, that's what kills me is like the pictures and the memories and the videos that are that's a time capsule of your life. And and you don't get that back. And, And so, you know, I've never had a house burned down, fortunately, or anything like that. But it feels like you can relate to what that might be like when you lose pictures Photos and videos and I've talked to people who've lost things in fires before and those are the things you end up caring about It's not the furniture. It's not the the new TV. It's not those things. It's the memories I um, it happened at night at about, you know, 10 o'clock and literally we parked the car And I was so close to valeting. I was so close to valeting. And they were like, you know, uh, my son was like Why don't you just valet and I was like, well, we're just gonna be in, We're just gonna pop in and say hi to some friends for like 30 45 minutes We go in, we sit down, we just said, what's up? And we walk out and like glass everywhere. There were a couple homeless people like floating around the car, looking to see if there were other things in there that could be taken. And, um, you know, immediately called Beverly Hills, you know, police and they took a report. And the crazy thing is, is they they were just like, look, like even if we catch this guy right now, to be completely honest, there's really not a whole lot we can even do. you know, give him a court date that maybe he won't show up for And I was like, what? That sounds crazy. So, um, she was just like, do not ever leave your belongings in your car. And so now I'm like psychotic about it. I will not leave anything in my car ever again. And if there is a silver lining, you know, you don't, you don't hope never make that mistake a second time. So now I just don't, I don't leave things in my car. What, no, what, wherever kind, of car you,
1: what kind of car do you have that, did it look like a car that was it worth a lot of money? So they they spotted it from a mile away and said, I "No, like it.
0: just like a I let drive like a Jeep. I, I love the Jeep Cherokee. It's just like a normal car. It wasn't like a super flashy car or anything." Um, and then I started wondering, like, was it a hit? Did they know that? It, did they did they know it was me? Because um, there was just some like weirdly suspicious people hanging on the corner when I came in, and they recognized me. And they were like, "Are you? Are you uh, Ashley?" And I was like, "Yeah, what's up, guys? I'm just going in to say hi." And I said it was friendly, and I I just piecing together the night. They tried to look at video uh, security cam footage, and they couldn't really they couldn't see much because it was infrared, and but it looked like a really nice car, like it looked like a, like a Mercedes Benz that pulled up on my car. So they think it was a professional. They think it was a professional that did it. Um, yeah. So no, it was it was wild and. Like I said, I hope that never happens to anybody. It's a terror it's an awful did,
1: feeling. Did you, did you get a good look at those guys that were down there? Did it look like Trevor or Jacob maybe from OT? Yeah. I just just fucking
0: around. I love those guys. No, that's
1: hilarious. Um, I would have yeah. noticed. I would have noticed. If it was Trevor <laughs> in Disguise, I would have
0: I would have noticed. But you're the cool yeah, you're
2: uh, you mentioned your son. How old is he now? Because, you know, I first remember your son from your reality show. So how old, uh, how old is your son now? 16, which
0: 16? blows my Yeah. Which blows my wow. mind. He's turning 17 in, in, in August. So, I mean, he's like right there. He's going to be senior in high school. Yeah. It's crazy. And I have a lot of that in my life, like for making the band, which was three seasons of just incredibly produced reality TV of my life. And then, and then into the solo phase of my career where, um, my son was born and, and I'm going solo and all these things. It's like, it's the best produced version of your life that you could ever want to look back on. Um, and it's just, it's, 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 an amazing thing to have. Um, and you know, a lot of people, now reality tv is everywhere but a lot of people don't realize that even making the band at the time there was no american idol yet there was no voice you know uh, making the band was the first show like its kind that was picked up on a major network it was the first reality show on a major network right behind survivor and um yeah i just ended up doing like four or five years straight of that uh living with cameras in my house and so we watch it all the time my son and i love to look back on that and he's got also incredibly produced memories to look back on yeah. in his own life.
1: now but do you look back on it as a positive experience right because i know a lot of people they let cameras into their life and it changes for that like that scrutiny into their life can can almost be too much. We've seen obviously a lot of breakups by famous couples that were featured on reality shows or you know, it, you had all good from that. You know, um
0: it's 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 pros and cons. There's positives and there's negatives to it. Like to be completely real and honest about it, yeah, you you start once you get into it, it becomes a little different than what you thought, like a lot of things. Uh they edit so much. And in the editing room, they can really, they can really splice your life in a way. that's just these little snippets and that turn you into a character almost because of it. Um, uh, especially with my, my um, solo endeavor with Darren and Back. That was the name of the reality spinoff. And MTV pitched it to me because I was hesitant. I'll be honest. I, w- I wasn't sure I wanted to do another reality show after making the band. And I, very quickly got a, a, a solo record deal on Universal, and MTV found out about it and called a meeting. And they were like, "Look, you know, making the band has kind of always been—it's been the TV version of In Sync and Backstreet, right? And at the time, Justin was going solo, so like, why don't we do? You know, you just—you—you you got a solo record deal. Your my my girlfriend was pregnant. There's all this crazy drama going on in my life. This is also at the time reality TV was kind of going in the the family drama direction of the Osbournes and the newlyweds and like Real Housewives was just getting started. So they love this like family drama element. And it was really hard to do it by myself because I was used to doing making the band where there's five guys to go follow and create storylines. And so they moved into my house when my girlfriend was pregnant, which is already a really, obviously anybody that's lived through, pregnancy is a lot. It's a lot of drama already. And then you have camera crews and boom microphones in your face and they wanted to, you know, crank up the drama. So the truth is a lot of it is produced from behind the scenes in a way that most people don't realize they are manipulating reality to get certain moments and to make you emotional and to, I mean, it's also like, it's, it's almost like a psychologist is on the set, like questioning you and pushing you and prodding you. And it's, it's, you know, in a lot of ways you feel, yeah, you feel sometimes when you watch it back, you feel a bit manipulated. Um, But I'm also on the same, on the same breath, I'm very grateful for the opportunity of exposure that it gave me because of course it was an incredible commercial for my album and for what I was doing at that time in my life. But reality TV is, it's tough. It's tough in a way where, you know, a lot of people don't realize once you get in it, what kind of, um, uh, what kind of pressure it can feel like to have a, a camera crew in your face when you wake up in the morning, like right there. Uh, there's hidden microphones in this in the house. There's hidden cameras in the house. Um, I mean, I remember in making the band, we would wake up in the middle of the night to have a conversation, and these big industrial lights would kick on, and this guy would run into the room from out of nowhere with a camera, and you just you start to feel a bit claustrophobic at times. Um, but it was. It was an incredible experience nonetheless, and i um, very grateful for the opportunities that it brought me.
2: So you get your reality show. You know, obviously, MTV approaches you. You're pursuing this solo career. What was, at that time, the other guys, what was their kind of reaction? Did you feel? Did you feel they were excited for it? Did you feel any jealousy? Did you feel any animosity? Uh, because you were, you know— you're getting a lot of
1: it's a competitive industry, and if someone's getting success that's hard to watch as another performer
2: yeah no
0: it's that's a great question and i think you know anybody that's ever been on a team or in a band you know uh, it becomes or in a group of some kind and you share these incredible experiences there's this there's this close-knit brotherhood that occurs and um you know when o-town broke up we were all on the same page that it was probably time to try something new because our record label dropped us when MTV didn't pick up a fourth season of the show. And at the same time, music styles were changing. The boy band bubble was kind of bursting and we were the last to kind of make it in there. Um, I, I remember us all being very excited to pursue separate endeavors and then um to answer your question it's interesting because if you watch if you watch there and back there was one guy in particular in the band that did not show up um and it's interestingly it was the closest friend i had in the band and um all of the other guys showed up to support me and were really cool about it and there was one member in the band that was very not cool about it to be honest Mm -hmm. and i never wanted that Um, Especially when it's a close best friend, like this was the closest. Like I love all the guys in the group, but this was like my my best my BFF in the band, and I loved being in O Town to the point where they would make fun of me because I was such an O Town fanboy. I loved being in a boy band. I loved being in O Town, but it it was a time and a place, and then it ended, and I had very quickly pivoted into this new record deal where all of a sudden MTV wanted to do a show about me and it was exciting. And I felt like the other members of the band were really supportive. They came on, they did sort of guest star appearances. And um, and from that point forward, there just ended up being, um, there ended up being a real disconnection between me and what was formerly my best friend in the band, to be completely honest. And that always sucks because for me, I never wanted that to be the case. I have always celebrated so much of my past and being in O-Town. And even when I booked, like when I went, um, even when the band reunited, you know, I've always talked about like, probably the number one question I get, like, will you do an O-Town reunion? Would you ever get back with the guys? And I think they get that question a lot too, by the way. And um, I had, at the time I was, I booked my second lead role on Broadway and, and the timing was so awkward because I, I didn't know what they wanted to do with it or if they were going to do just one show or a a couple, you know, a tour and it was going to be over or whatever. And I had this year long contract to do another Broadway show, which was like also a dream of mine. And so I always tried to keep it like super open and fun. Like maybe this just isn't the right time for a reunion, but I always kept it very open ended. Kevin Richardson from Backstreet Boys. Perfect example. He went and did Chicago and Broadway. And for a while, the Backstreet Boys went on as just um, four guys, and they did a whole album as four guys. And uh, so I, but it was weird, because I would go on, I would go on to do interviews about Wicked. And I tell everybody, you know, go, go listen to the new O-Town music, go buy the new O-Town album, it rocks, it's awesome, support my brothers. And um, I would just notice that in interviews, especially with one member, there was just a lot of a lot of slights, a lot of backhanded comments, a lot of unsupportive comments. Um, and that sucks because I never really wanted that.
1: Well, to me, that, that just sounds like someone was hurt. At the end of the day, if the guy was your best friend, he probably felt like you were banning him. And that manifested into that, the way he was responding. You know, We, we did ask the guys, because we had the opportunity to talk to them at Sweetstock, if they thought you regretted leaving the band or you know if you would ever want to come back and i want to hear what your answer is first and then i'm going to play you what they said
0: wow i love that um yeah i think my feeling was that um everybody got exactly what they wanted and it was really positive at the time uh in terms of they they reached out to me of course and that's the right thing to do hey we're going to get Back together as O Town, you know where are you at with all of this? And um, a dream of mine was also to do musical theater on Broadway. In fact, before I even fell backwards into a singing career, I thought that's where I was going to go. I thought I was going to go straight to a musical theater and Broadway. And so I just explained that, and um, and they were, and you know they understood. But uh, I would tell you, since then things have transpired where you know there has been. There have been some absolutely vicious attacks um, publicly a- against my character as a person, and with one mem- with this one member of the band who has not taken it well and has decided to also be pretty nasty at times. And I never went there. Like for me, again, sometimes when you're in a band, there's the PR face that you put on. Yeah, we're all brothers. This is fun. This is exciting. You know. But then from behind the scenes, if you've ever talked, you talk to bands, you talk to groups there's a lot of inner drama between band members a lot of the time. And I always tried to take the high road from that and never re- in fact, I've never talked about it publicly. This is the first time I've ever talked about it. Um, and there were some really vicious attacks on the internet um, attacking my character and fans were reaching out going like, what's going on? Like, what is this all about? Um, and I won't even get into what it was about. It was a lot of personal stuff that was going on in my family at the time. And, uh, so, I mean, to answer your question, like I always, I always wanted to celebrate that part of my past in a very fun way, but I wouldn't say I regretted my decision because I felt like, you know, I got a chance to play my dream role on Broadway, but for me, life is long. I think, in, I think in big picture, I'm not thinking, I'm thinking next several years, you know, it's five years, 10 years, you think of a band, you think of the saved by the bell reunion. How many years ago was that? And now they're all back together celebrating it. So I thought it would be fun to just keep it open. You know, hey, maybe this will happen someday and maybe it will be awesome. But I don't regret the decision I made at the time. Um, But I just felt like the more I would watch my own interviews and I'm interested to see what they say, but the more I would watch my own interviews, I felt like I was so positive about telling people to go buy new O-Town music and supporting them. And I don't know what they say in this, but there were a few interviews where it felt like, they were just kind of like, yeah, he's the corny member of the band. We're better off without him. Um, You know, he was just the face of the group, which sort of feels a little bit like, feels a little bit like a, you know, a slight. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not tripping on any of this. I find it to be interesting when you're in a group and you're in a band like this and you have this tight, close personal connection, you experience something that no one else can understand. So what we went through being thrust into the spotlight on the first reality show like its kind expected to be the Backstreet Boys and as good as in sync within a few weeks time we went through incredible experiences together that i will always cherish and be grateful for and wanted to keep it fun and open for a reunion always because yeah. like life is long and yeah. you know i never i never would have said no to it um but to me it was it was always just a timing issue does that make sense
1: mm-hmm. no for sure yeah yeah so, I get uh, it. This, this is so we like i said we we talked to them at sweetstock they put on an amazing show by the way they were probably the, the best of all, all of their dancers they're just so into it it was a really it's, fun it's, performance it was for a, us. a
2: lot of people during that genre and i mean dax and i both said i think they're probably my favorite act of the, and there was, you know, I don't want to say the other great people, but a lot of people, ninety degrees, uh, that were there. <laughs> I think they're, they're honestly they're better, and when I mean they're better, they just put on a month, a more fun show. They're more engaging. They're good to the fans and good to people, and I respect that. I think that goes a long way. But Dax, why don't you play the,
1: the? Score? All right. So this is uh, us asking them whether they they believe that you regretted not coming back for like the reunion. So uh, if you can't hear it, wave at me. Sometimes we have issues with uh, the guests not being able to hear the audio. So here you go.
0: And Ashley at that point didn't want to do it. I was living back in California. Dan was in California. They were both there. So it was finally like this is the easiest it's ever going to be. Ashley, blessing to not do it without, to go ahead and do it without him. And we've reincarnated it, did two records. We've been together twice as long now as we were the first time. You know, the do you, band do you just think he's kind of a be little old.
1: sad that he didn't? Like, I gotta be honest, I there's actually a moment don't. When like, you're like, damn, I wish I would have, like, no. jumped back in. No?
0: He, he, I don't think he has any or regret about say not say doing it. it. Just I just, just because I don't, it wasn't don't for him. Like, don't he start. didn't, he really, He that job that he auditioned don't for don't and got free. was over. Like, that job was done to him. Interesting. Interesting. I love Trevor, that's my boy. And I, I love what you said, too, about, like, I will say, because it was a manufactured reality show
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're speaking my language of course um i was in it so i'm biased but o-town had a, an immense talent stack like between the mm-hmm. five of us they had really fine-tuned the process lou perlman of course who everybody knows put together backstreet nsync uh, o-town lfo so many others they had fine-tuned the process at that point and was a nationwide talent search so there's a lot of talent in this band, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, and so that's really interesting to watch. That's really interesting I, to watch.
1: I've got one other one that, again, I, we asked them whether they talked to you because we didn't know. like we hadn't, This is the first time, honestly, that we have talked to you. And that is such always a big topic. Like, you know, when there's ever a big band breakup, you want to know if the members talk. So yeah. we did ask them, and I'll, I'll play that for you as well here.
2: What's uh, I know obviously like people come to me ask you all the time, what about Ashley? What about Ashley? Have you guys had any contact with him at all? Is there any like are you guys still talking to him, yeah, hang yeah. out I, like, I still
0: talk to him. Okay, he just turned no, no, no. forty. Um I've talked to him about you know, kids, kid just started driving, like whatever. I mean yeah, yeah. he's not a friend like how we are. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's we all, not have, the same we all have our different relationships with him. I occasionally talk to him, Dan occasionally talks to him, but it, I mean we don't like hang out. Yeah. That's right on. That's right on the money. I mean of course, because our lives went separate directions, yeah. right? So I was trying to explain this too. like once you've been in a band and you experience this, you you like look back with fond memories, but then once it ends and it's over, it's a bit, it's like an X in a way. you mm-hmm. know, it's like it's 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 part of your past. And um, it was interesting. We actually just reconnected the most that we ever had at Ryan Cabrera's wedding.
2: So I saw the photos of this. You were at the Ryan Cabrera Alexa bliss wedding, which by the way, looked like a great wedding. Uh, really awesome. I like the WWE superstar, Ryan Cabrera. We all know Ryan Cabrera. Uh, but it looked like a great wedding. There was, like, Lance Bass was there. I, I, like, the, Joey Fatone was there. Chris, like, it was just, like, all these music acts there. It was just a really cool vibe, I thought. But I saw photos of you with the O-Town guys, the rest of the – a lot of the guys. And were they all there?
0: You know, everyone but Dan. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan was actually – he had a, an event with his son overseas. And so he didn't get to go, but it was the other guys. And it was the first time we'd all been together. Like that it was four of us, even though it wasn't Dan, it was the first time four of us, including me, had been together in that kind of, you know, at that kind of situation. Kind of
1: how did it go?
0: <laughs> it was actually really awesome. Uh, Cause I feel like in some ways you pick up right where you left off. And again, you share something that's so unique. It's so different than any type of connection You can really have with any other type of friends that, um, that thread, even though we don't, obviously he's right. You know, we don't hang out all the time anymore. Our lives have gone in different directions, but that thread is still there. So it was like, for me personally, really awesome to hang out and connect on that level, uh, where everybody could relax and enjoy themselves at a party. You know, we're up and it was just, it was it was an awesome, fun weekend and the wall sort of felt like the walls came down a little bit and I was even able to, you know, I was able to reconnect with all of them, which was really interesting because. Including uh,
1: your former best friend or was he overseas?
0: <laughs> no, actually it was it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because, um, no, no, he was there and we talked and it was, it was good. You know, it was good. I mean, look, I celebrate that time. Like I got All or Nothing was a number one song. I got it on the wall. It was a major, it was a major success in my life. And I think I've always uh, thought very open about, you know, maybe there's a chance to jump on stage together and sing All or Nothing again. But I think everybody got kind of exactly what they wanted out of it, um, if that makes sense, you you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a chance... To launch a Broadway career, they got a chance to do O Town again, reinvented in a way that also now, like Jacob said, they've been together as a band longer than than we were. So it's certainly um, it, a lot of a lot of even what I'm talking about is like it's water under the bridge for me. I want to forgive and forget and move on. I don't like holding on to grudges or band drama. I've always wanted things to feel really good. And, uh, you know, again, I, I hope I hope they felt the same way because hanging out, at the hanging out at Cabrera's wedding was like a really fun. It was the first time it felt like we had a chance to just have fun together again as guys that used to be in the band.
1: So you're saying there's a chance that you'd get. So up up saying Trevor.
0: There's a chance.
1: <laughs> Trevor and
0: I talked a lot about it They're They're actually playing a show, which is crazy. 15 minutes from where I live. I just recently moved out to Las Vegas area and two weeks from now, they play a show uh, 15 minutes from me. I'm going to go hang out. I'm going to hang out backstage. I'm going to go watch the show and go support it. And uh, life is long, man. You never know. I mean, as of right now, I'll be honest, there's a bit of bad blood between we would need to clean that up because I'm almost a little nervous that if I got on stage, she would try to trip me or push me off stage, <laughs> maybe it would be a setup, I don't know, okay. um, but, but in, in actuality, I'm really excited like about what I've been building and where I've been moving, and like life is an evolution. So um, you know what Trevor said about like it wasn't necessarily just a job for me, O-Town mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily just something I auditioned that was a job, it was very personal to me at the same time, I've always been very impressed by people that pivot. And so I've pivoted a lot. Like in my entertainment career, I pivoted very quickly into a solo career. I pivoted very quickly from that onto Broadway. And then all through those years, I started building a health and wellness uh, lifestyle company. And now I've been moving in the direction of health and wellness lifestyle uh, brand and coaching and working with people from all over the world. Helped a guy in, in Michigan named Jeff. Through covid lose a hundred pounds and i work with people one-on-one and i get the most incredible feedback from these people that are like you helped me lose a hundred pounds you've changed my life and it is a different satisfaction than i would get than people even saying i love your music or i love your performance um and i think that's just been something that's been in me for a long time uh, you have jobs you have a career and then you have a calling or a higher purpose I really feel like COVID changed the world so much. Um, I really started leaning this direction through COVID, and it has been one of the most, um, and it's been one of the most fulfilling chapters of my life.
1: So, you recently launched your app. How uh, you know? How was that process of making an app?
0: Um, it's challenging. It's very challenging. <laughs> I wanted to create an opportunity that was like affordable for people because when you're
1: in entertainment,
0: you know, a movie studio, a record label, they'll hire the best of the best for you. And so like, by the way, company, what's,
1: what's the name of the app so we can get it out there as well.
0: Um, you can actually, it's really simple. You can go to Ashley Parker angel dot app. Okay. Uh, it's my name. Ashley Parker angel dot app is where you can find it. And um, I just wanted to create like an affordable solution for people. I think people, uh, especially through COVID, a lot of people struggled with anxiety and depression and turning towards a lot of unhealthy or unproductive habits, we'll call them. And um, I, uh, I decided to level up in my own talent stack. I did a year long uh, coaching certification and got certified as a coach and started working with people from, states from canada from africa from the uk because it's online and so i can work with people from all over the world and uh, it's been really phenomenal in terms of the um the feedback that i've been getting from people and helping people and but when you're in entertainment they give you the best of the best and it's so expensive to work with a nutritionist or a personal trainer these things can cost five ten thousand dollars for a short period of time the app is only a dollar to start. You get a month trial for a dollar. And then after that, it's like $14.99 a month. It's really affordable for people. And I wanted to teach people a lot of the the tips and tricks and things that I've learned with peak performance coaches. So I created a company called High Level. And we have what's called the High Level Performance Academy. And it's not just fitness-based. We work a lot outside of just a fitness journey is so much more a than just your physical body. So we get a lot into mental game. We get a lot into peak performance and a lot of different categories. And so it's just been, it's been a very fulfilling part of my life and, and I love doing it. And I think it's something that's been in me since I was really young. My mom is a teacher and my brother uh, was actually uh, uh, taught nuclear physics. He's a professor. And so I think teaching is something that's also just in my blood.
1: So if I spend a dollar, will my body look like yours? Because I've seen your Instagram, bro. We
0: can get you there. We're going to get you there. (laughs) You look phenomenal right now. That's what I mean, though. I wanted to teach people because I've had so many... Look, in in entertainment, there's been times where you have to get in shape quickly. Like, oh, you're going to do a movie role. You need to be shirtless and you need to do it in two weeks or three weeks or maybe just four weeks. Um, There's a certain strategy and approach to that. So I help people like... I need to get, I want to look great for this wedding and it's only a month away. Or, you know, uh, I, want, I, I helped uh, many women now get their pre-pregnancy shape back after having four kids. Like, it's, it's something that, uh, by the way, the O-Town guys hated me for this because on the tour bus, I brought a George Foreman grill everywhere we went. On that bus, I would cook eggs and fish and the whole the whole bus would just smell disgusting. And I've been doing this for a really long time. Um, I've been on my own fitness journey for about 25 years. Um, It's a fitness journey is kind of like an off and on again love affair. You know, there's, there's seasons of your life where you'll be really on it. And then COVID was a season for a lot of people's lives where they sort of, um, you know, uh, we're stuck in our houses. I mean, where were you guys during COVID? I was in California where all the gyms shut down. So all of a sudden I had to figure out how do I stay active and do it from home, you know, people don't sometimes know how to do that. And uh, there are a lot of home solutions coming out, but I think um, I've always got a lot out of working with a coach, working one-on-one with a coach. And um, and so my business partner and I, we really developed this primarily, even coming out of my, broad, my last Broadway role, we launched um, High Level, started as a supplement company, High Level Supplements. And then it moved into, uh, health and wellness lifestyle coaching. And look, I've just always been really, really, uh, I think inspired by people who've taken their entertainment success and pivoted into something, you know I mean? You have Jessica Alba with the honest company, you know, you look at what the Kardashians have built in business. Um, and you look at Jessica Simpson with like her shoe line, you know, it's like, um, I've always really respected that kind of, um, uh, business mindset. And so, uh yeah so that's kind of that's where i'm at now that's what i've been up to the app is again ashleyparkerangel.app and it's only a dollar to to do a free trial for a month so you got nothing to lose there
2: nice what's your what you know so what's your morning routine like
0: my morning routine is i i'm big on gratitude journals in fact they just did like a recent they did a clinical study on this if you keep a gratitude journal by the way i know some of this sounds super corny Um, you say, keep a gratitude journal. People are like, this is so hippy dippy. But like, if you actually do it, you write down three to five things every morning that you're grateful for. You will in eight weeks, if you keep it up for eight weeks, you'll exercise 30% more. You'll sleep on average a half an hour longer each night. Um, there's all these incredible metrics in your life that start to change. So I'm really big on starting my day in a grateful state because And even when you're dealing with obstacles and challenges, as we all do, like when you're in a grateful state, you can't feel negative emotion. You just feel gratitude for what you're going through. So I do a gratitude journal um, and then I go uh, I eat a little breakfast and I go hit the gym. I try to get it done early because that's when you have most of your energy Uh, during during any given day. You're going to be most energetic in the morning. So why not make it easier for yourself? exercise is challenging get it done first thing if you can and you'll find that rhythm works a lot better for most people
2: so I got to get into your Instagram dude there it's uh, listen you look great no one no one can deny it. you look you, you look great however the photos are very provocative and you know I think a lot of people see that and they're just like I, I have to wonder is your audience is it a lot of dudes that look at your stuff I wonder though are they provocative?
0: I know people. I know people say that,
2: but are I mean, they? That, maybe provocative is not the word. But your shirt's off. You're in your underwear. I mean, you're in briefs sure. too. You know, sure. like the schlong looks fucking healthy. It's.
1: That was the funniest thing you've ever said on this podcast, Adam. Your schlong looks healthy.
2: <laughs>
1: I mean. Is, is your audience, like, do you have, I, I
2: got to imagine your DMs are blown up by gay guys hitting you up saying, oh my God, I love this. And listen, there's nothing wrong against that because there no. is, it's a business. So there's nothing wrong with that at all.
0: I love this question. And it's such a great question, by the way, because you're not the only person to ask. And so many people, um, I, so I started doing what, what you're talking about on social media, like these style of pictures. I started doing this in 2013, I started telling this story about fitness and, you know, one of the things that's really hard to market in fitness is, is not showing your body because people want to know, Hey, like what, you know, when I pivoted and I've been pivoting for almost a decade now telling this story, I was in the beginning, you know, a lot of people were, am I going to be taken seriously? Are going to, are people going to know, are people going to think I know what I'm talking about? Um, So showcasing the human body, is definitely, there's that line there where I think a lot of people didn't get it at first. They thought it was just me maybe trying to validate myself in a way. Oh, look at me. Um, Not knowing that I had always wanted to launch this brand and that I started telling the story eight years ago so that I could be taken. The biggest thing in fitness is, are you authentic? You know, can you actually get people results? And if I don't, if I don't live that lifestyle and show people that, hey, at 40 years old, you know, as a natural athlete, as somebody that lives a health and wellness lifestyle, here's what you could achieve. Here's a look that you could achieve for yourself. It's possible. It's just hard to do that with clothes on. Um, so I totally get. I totally get your your question. I mean, you look at the Justin Bieber Calvin Klein ads, or you look at even uh, was it was it Calvin Harris, the DJ that yep. did yeah, I sort of feel like my pictures fall in line with that type of, um, underwear sort of model look. And I think, um, it's definitely something that without knowing what I've been building, a lot of people didn't know what, what, like, why are you, why are you, why aren't you like playing songs and doing acoustic covers and doing music? Like, why are you, why are you shirtless all the time? Um, but it's been, it's, it's been a, again, it's been a pivot that's been like, this wasn't like a last minute decision. This has been something I've been building for a really long time now. And uh, yeah. And I think I've, I've certainly seen that it's, it's interesting. Like also when you're, when you're in, in the commercial world, you can't help, but look at like, well, oh, right. Well, what gets, what gets talked about? Like, what do people react to? What do people engage with? And so if you look at my page, you'll see, those are the pictures that get the biggest responses and so um, it's also a bit I think following the market and the trends of what of where things are at in fitness. you also too I think in this day and age you see a lot more of that I think like if you see the ESPN body issue that comes out each year, um, it's the most famous Olympic athletes they're all nude. I just I don't have a lot of hangups personally about the human body but I know some people, look at it and go wait what is what's going on here what is
1: this all about well well, sex sells i mean we all know that uh you know we've we've had a couple other guys on here where we've talked about modeling shoots and doing that kind of stuff and they've they've told us they're like look you know there there are some situations where the underwear isn't as flattering and we've had to either like emphasize the bulge or put something in there have you ever had to stuff a sock up there
0: i'm all natural i'm i'm all natural (laughs) I would not feel comfortable doing that uh it's just called being blessed actually and you know <laughs> i i just i would not feel com- i would not feel comfortable putting a sock in there that would feel far too inauthentic and i will tell you it, i'm big on integrity so um one of the things that um i'm trying to you know uh, even more in the captions lately really opening up and talking about a lot of the struggles and challenges i've been through One of the things that I also haven't, I think I could do better and I'm going, and I have, you'll see, I'm talking a lot more. It's just, we live in the generation of YouTube where it's like, people don't have an attention span to sometimes even read a caption. So sometimes I just keep them short and sweet, but, um, you know, I got on a bad path, to be honest, in my twenties, I actually, as much as I always loved health and wellness, I was living a rockstar lifestyle and I was living out of a suitcase and I was living out of hotels and I was far away from home and I was depressed and I started turning to drugs and alcohol. And there was a time in my life where I looked at myself in the mirror and I, I said, if I, if I don't make a change now, I'm probably going to join the 27 Club. I was on a really bad path of, you know, joining those other, um, you know, celebrities and, and rock stars and actors and people you can think of that overdose and end up dead at a young age. And because I had a fitness background and I'd lived that life previously, I said, I'm going to go this direction and I'm going to choose life and I'm going to choose health. And it helped me turn my back on those other bad habits. And so a lot of people also don't realize that for me, fitness is an addiction because it also keeps me sober. Um, when you have lived that lifestyle Uh, anybody that's ever had issues with drugs or alcohol knows like when you stop, there's a void in your life. You're so used to engaging in this, in this negative habit. How do you, what do you do? You have, they have to replace it with another habit. So, uh, surprisingly, there's a lot of people who are addicted to fitness because it helps keep them on a healthier sober path. Um, and it becomes the healthiest addiction in my mind, it's nothing healthier because, uh, it's, it, it actually, exercise behaves in the brain like a drug, and they've done studies to prove it most closely resembles an antidepressant in your brain. So every time you work out, it's like a little serotonin and a little dopamine get squirted into the brain and you get a 12 hour mood boost afterwards. It helps fight depression. And um, They recently tried to do a study. What would happen with regular exercisers that stopped? What would the effects be on the brain of someone that exercised all the time and stopped? And they couldn't even find anybody that wanted to do the study. Because once you get past about seven or eight weeks of living this as a lifestyle, you feel so fucking good. It's not really – I always tell people the the six-pack abs and the the physical body, that's a secondary benefit. The primary benefit to exercise is your mental state and your emotional state. And I really focus on on that quite a bit with with my one-on-one clients, understanding that exercise – is not your primary weight loss tool. It's your primary well-being tool. And you will never feel better than when you're living a healthy lifestyle like this. And so that's why, honestly, that's why I'm addicted to
2: it. I, I mean, I, I, I it's, your, it's good to hear your perspective on all this stuff. And it's actually funny to like see you and because, like, I look at you, then I look at Dax, and then I look at you. You guys are like so similar between you and Dax. You guys have both have the same Except hair. Except
1: I have to stuff my underwear. Is the difference. <laughs> 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 another
0: mother uh me me and dax like we look clearly related somewhere along the line.
1: it's
2: crazy like it. yeah. we i mean but you also and i i say it, you had gray hair you know you every time you've been on the every time you've been on tv you always had great hair were you getting highlights or during that time i mean highlights were big but or was that your natural hair color
0: no uh i've always actually gotten a little bit of uh you know, what do they them? Guy lights, guy lights.
1: Guy lights.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, you can look back. I mean, definitely in the O-Town years, it was obvious there was some frosted tips going on. Uh, but no, actually, yeah, I've, i actually have, I've always been a fan of, um, of, of hair and uh, uncle Jesse taught me everything I know about hair. And I think good hair is important. And I think, you know, you play around with, I've gone through the different phases of, just absolute platinum white hair. I've grown my hair long. I've, you know, I have played, I've played around with a lot and I've experimented with a lot as I've done in life. I think life is an experiment. And I think um, a lot of people don't experiment enough in life. I think life should be experimented with, and that includes hair for me. I get
2: it. I get it. My last question for you is again, you've been in this game for a long time, I guess. Now, is it 20 years you've been in show business, like an yeah. active 20 years? I guess, yeah, roughly? Actually, yeah to, uh, actually about 22 years now. 22 years. Okay. Of the 22 years you've been in show business, who has been the coolest person you've met during your career celebrity wise? Who's the one you're like, like they were just a cool person. It was a great experience. Like you always, it's that person you always talk about to other people.
0: Man, that is such a great, that is such a great question because there's honestly like been there's been a lot of them. Um, but for me, I I would have to say it was Susan Sarandon and she was
2: so interesting.
0: Yeah. It was Susan Sarandon. And, um, you know, uh, I was actually, um, Eva Sarandon is her daughter and we were, we were really friendly kind of dating for a period. And, um, and she was so just so authentically cool. Like you think of someone who is as, you know, just as, um, as famous as she is. And, uh, you know, all of the awards and all of the accolades and, but just the most real down to earth um, person. And I'll never forget. She called me, she called me with one of the greatest pieces of news that I'd ever received. I was uh, always a huge Michael Jackson fan. And uh, she called me um, and, and, and left me a voicemail and said, Hey, I want to personally invite you to sit three rows from the front of Michael Jackson's reunion concert with the Jackson five, uh, which happened in the early two thousands. And, um, I was there with Susan and Eva and Tim, and we were all in this camera seat row where I watched Michael Jackson perform for the first time in my life and then reunite with Jackson five. And it's actually like you in, they filmed the whole thing and they're cutting to the, They're cutting to that row because it was camera seating and I'm, I'm just going nuts and I'm just having the time of my life. What are the greatest memories of my life?
1: That is a really, really dope story. That's actually awesome. And to just have that moment, obviously, because he's gone and all, but like just the idea of that sounds really, really cool to be a part of that moment in history. My last question for you is what the fuck is a liquid dream?
0: Woo! The question of all time what is a liquid dream?
1: <laughs> I mean, instantly my mind goes to a wet dream, but I don't know if that's actually intended or if it was just put out I'm, I'm there. Gonna, for that I'm going to
0: give the answer. Um, I'm going to reveal it on my Instagram when I launch OnlyFans. I'm going to give the t- <laughs> of what liquid dream. Thing. Uh, though, you know, you want the, well, the PR answer was it's the perfect girl that can morph like liquid into Janet Jackson and Britney Spears. And she's the perfect combination of all those things that was the PR answer. And then you look at the lyrics and you read it and you think we're singing this song to like 13 year old kids. <laughs> um, I, I always say like liquid dreams was the original was the original wet ass pussy. Uh-huh. I think, I think "Liquid Dreams" was the original WAP. Um, the 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 line has been pushed even further now, but it's kind of crazy to think about the fact that we were singing "Liquid Dreams." I mean, I think people obviously know what it's about, right? Like, and we're singing this like pop song about "Liquid Dreams" uh, to these young kids. Um, it was it was awkward even at the time we were in it because it was uh, meant to be provocative, of course. So. Uh, but yeah so
1: that's my answer i i've loved this interview from top to bottom ashley you have been amazing this has been really really fun i love your honesty i love just diving into your past a lot of people like you know whether they love their past hate their past i like when they embrace their past and are open about it and i i appreciate that that's how you've been today and letting us play these clips from motown and i you know i I feel like when i was talking to trevor trevor hasn't absolute love for you Um, yes he loves you so much and um him and i have mutual friends so we we go back but um I, i highly recommend anyone that is wanting to get that boost on you know their their healthy lifestyle or getting in shape Head on over check out ashley parker angel uh, dot app get his app and if you want to look like him or you want to see what you could look like head on over to his instagram page it's ashley underscore parker underscore angel um, and you can see the results of all of his hard work and a lot of underwear shots and a lot of abs all over <laughs> the place uh, but dude thank you again so much this has been really really fun
0: Dude, thank you. You guys are the best. This has been so much fun. Thanks for having me on.
2: Ashley Parker, Angel, ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we enjoyed him. uh, It was good to have his his perspective because Mm -hmm. again, if you're a fan of our podcast, a few months ago, well, a couple months ago, we talked to the rest of O-Town and we heard them talking about what they've done and what they're doing, but also about Ashley. And then we got his side and I give him a lot of credit where he you know it seems like he's in the right mindset i understand where he is he's like hey listen like he embraces it but he's on to his next chapter and these mm-hmm. guys are still working it
1: i don't i'm not and he doesn't he doesn't he actually like encourages it like he sounds like he's a true like fan of keeping them going and the, what i heard is that it sounds like he'll be back up on stage with them in my mind it, you know when they're in vegas for this performance i think you're going to see a reunion of O-Town. And I think they will all be up on stage. I think that they're at a point where this Ryan Cabrera wedding opened the door to what could be an O-Town reunion with Ashley Parker Angel. So I think it's going to happen. I think that that was the starting. I think he's open to it at this point. I think that it's not a thorn in his side. I think that obviously he's got some issues with whoever in the band is the one kind of shitting on him but at the end of the day uh, i think i think i could see him up, up on stage
2: i actually when he was mentioned the one guy in the band did you have an idea of i didn't want to i did but i i i you think it was I,
1: eric I, yeah i he think clearly it was eric it. you think it was eric i think it was eric cuz eric i feel like he has a really fucking fun personality when we were when we saw him at sweetstock like, Eric, to me, was, like, the one that was, like, crazy wild, like, besides Trevor. Trevor Trevor tops them all. I, I lied <laughs> right then. But I would say, Eric, he's got this, like, really just cool, suave personality. And I feel like I could see him and Ashley being really good friends. And so, that being said, I bet they were really good friends. And I also, when we asked that question of, do you speak to, to Ashley... Eric was the first one to go, nope, and like look down and didn't say a word through any of the Ashley talk. So, yeah. my guess is that was him. And if it's not, then and I misjudge it, it is what it is. But you know, people, when you've had a friendship, you I, I'm sure they can find their way back at a certain point,
2: sure. I, but I, again, I respect I don't know, I, I, I always say I like him, but no, I really did. I thought he was a really nice guy. I understand his angle, I understand his perspective, I understand why he does the underwear photos, you know, like they're. Are they provocative? I mean, I don't care. Dude, they get
1: you. they get them a massive following. It, it, it makes that it, it's like the sex sells. I get it. Like, I, I do not knock him for it one bit. Get out there, do your thing, and make a shit ton of money on this app. So, anyway, if you guys want to see the visual aspect of this, if you're just listening right now, uh, make sure you head on over to our YouTube page. Subscribe, like, uh, hit that little bell so we can uh, send you notifications directly to your inbox. Uh, you can find us at uh, Hollywood Raw on YouTube. You can find us also Hollywood Raw on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of the social medias where uh we are constantly loading up just awesome videos paparazzi content uh just celebrity content in general from our podcast and some of the like exclusive stories that we're hearing behind the scenes we're putting that out on tiktok we got a great tiktok by the way if you if you're not following it uh you can find me at dax holt you can find my buddy adam at adam glenn until next time oh before next time leave us a review thanks bye A Media Production.